Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes bargained with the defeated Jolstina Suspirio, who revealed horrific secrets about her lover's plans for Bloodvale, the local Varesian population, and Mir's mother. On the way to be turned over to the city guard, Jolstina slipped her bonds, but not before attracting the ire of the Queen's Grey Maidens. Will our heroes face punishment for a stone they didn't throw? The Cursed Campaign continues now. another episode of prison transportation company oops we already lost the prison. oops no prisoners we tried she ain't, she's not gone yet she's still on the map let's see here she, she just got out of the diamond and also got some gray maidens mad at you i'd be pretty mad too if i got hit in the head with a brick at least she's we wearing full plate man yeah. full plate you know lessons a blow that's true. I usually don't wear a helmet around, but... You don't get your bell rung. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is uh, first official potential combat against the Grey Maidens. Guys, you're not supposed to fight them. This is AP. Oops. Well, what? then why are you making us fight them? Because you, you, you captured Jostina and she threw a brick. I'm you're, not responsible for. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not responsible <laughs> yeah. for her throwing not a brick. None of this completely manufactured situation has anything to do with you. I'm not responsible for throwing a brick. I had to pull this map out of my ass. It wasn't manufactured. I was rolling with it in the moment. Okay. 100% totally believe that. <laughs> hey, let's use less than superior manacles against the master criminal. We didn't we- have those. Yeah, listen, it was just, opposing yeah. thievery checks. Listen. Yeah, but she, she's a lady. Hmm. You know, it could have been like, you're on a side street. There's nobody there. She escapes. Okay. No, there's three <laughs> great maidens that she throws a rock at. Yeah, well... There's somewhere so in the city. Okay, there's somewhere in the city, Steve. Right, you're right. They got to be somewhere in the city. You're right. Why not you're right. Here? You had nothing to do with this. They got. They got to be somewhere in the city. Here they are. Here they are. They're here, hitting by rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Barocked. To be fair, we are traversing a long, long street, and she had a prime opportunity to make a move at any point, and this is what she chose because she saw Great Maidens. Yeah. Exactly. And it's she definitely said, in our best interest. Not to fight with them or make them too angry at us. They have a lot of power. Alternatively, we kill them, take their armor, and begin a new era where we infiltrate the maidens. Ooh, that's a fun plan. There's only three of them, so we'll have to kill more. But uh, <laughs> you know, there's we got options. I'm I'll, I'll, I'm saying we've got options. You could put all the maidens in grave maiden armor at least. Yeah. We'll have to go find some gray mendens. Um, well, they, they don't have that, but at least you can get uh, Vecnir and Sylvia in it. Yeah. And then you can do the, the Wookiee prisoner thing with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Diego. We're, we're fine. How work. are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think a seven foot tall cat man's getting into gray maiden armor anytime soon. Figgy fits the gonk droid role well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> that was good. Gakin unmanifest. <laughs> oh yeah, he can just be gone. It seems you're about to tangle with the authorities. I will go to the spirit realm. 
Don't mind me. <laughs> I'll go away. Perfect. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a little worried here with these gray maidens because uh, I don't. They're so corrupt, and we know that. And I, I don't know how you reason with like corrupt. Haley, their morals are black and white. What are you talking about? Yeah, I. If if we can't lie our way out of this one immediately, I'm a little little worried about where this combat could go. And then just like, what are the ramifications of potentially not saying that we would actually kill them? I assume there would be at least an attempt to incapacitate them like non-lethally. But like, boy, what's the ramifications of all that? This could spiral into trouble really, really fast if we don't weasel our way out of it. Yeah. And you're frontlining. I know. This is a bad Okay, situation. but you guys did say... Vecchi's purposely not looking for looking at her in the front of the diamond. That was yeah. said last episode. Yeah. That's true. Yes, I'll, put that you is guys, true. I'll put you guys where you belong. I think. You know, yeah, if, about right. if everything goes bad with the first lie, we could lie a second time and say, we're all really sick. Please take us to the quarantine zone. Oh, and now we're thinking. Get delivered right there. Mm. I'm going to run at them coughing. <laughs> 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 So we're going to have to remove all your armor and weapons. <laughs> put, please put on this medical gown. All right. Well, at least Vec gets stripped down this episode. Hey. Instead of someone else. It's about time the show got some fan service. The beach episode, except it's in a quarantined, disgusting medical bay. Yeah, there's like rats running around and people are caught hacking up a lung and have welts everywhere. The whole party in assless medical gowns. <laughs> It could work. There have been worse anime beach episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I say we get into it. Uh, I gotta give a hero point, though. Uh, let, let me think, let me think, let me think. Give it to Suspirio. She did very well. She did do uh, She doesn't need one. Yeah. She doesn't need one. Um, I think I think I want to go um, Sylvie, because I think she kind of got us on the train of like getting back to what would actually work in conversation with her if i remember the conversation right it was like you asked like something that brought up rolf that then i allowed the check that then you guys figured out what would what would get her to talk so i think if nothing else i owe you one for doing the like no weapon fight the two episodes ago anyway so yeah <laughs> i will take it not giving Steve another one for doing another diplomacy episode, which is just going to keep happening. I can't do that. I can't, I, I can't just keep refreshing yours. I, I totally understand. <laughs> Although I could use one. I don't have any. Just you know. We'll see. You'll probably get another one this, at some point during this refresh. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe I should give one to Figgy for not getting shot in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, the restraint that he showed not biting uh, Suspirio. Yeah. Are you good with a really long one? I guess so. We'll see how I react to how long it is. It made me stop and stare for it a second. It made me stop oh, and no. stare good. Dear Bestow Curse listeners, I was in the basement painting my dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> she in some <laughs> compromising positions. Naked, of course. While I was there, I thought maybe I should open the door and get a glass of wine. Unfortunately, I heard the cackling laughter from upstairs. And thought better. Why not eat another rat instead? <laughs> Rats. It's, it's what man's crave. This is a long one. Mm -hmm. uh, this one comes from Spartan. A vast desert rests below the gr glittering blanket of night. 
Rolling dunes reflecting the soft glow of a million stars. As our perspective falls, a lone figure marches along the dunes, clad in a blue robe depicting the constellations in a silver sheen. As this figure crests on one of the dunes and kneels, they look into the night sky, revealing heterochromic gaze of blue and purple against the lavender skin. The changeling woman produces a silver symbol of a butterfly and looks back to the sand in prayer. As she does so, a luminescent blue butterfly flutters free of the symbol and takes to the sky, fading into infinite sea of, or fading into the infinite sea of stars, and our perspective follows it into the blackness. We then see the butterfly as it descends into an entirely different place. It gracefully lands on your shoulder and you feel the calm confidence of Lady Luck by your side. As luck would have it, the zero point is yours to use. I imagine you'll need it. Oh, Wait. that wasn't too long. That was cool. Can we play that campaign? <laughs> I, think, I think that was Desna, if, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I could be wrong. Definitely sounds like it. I will take some grace from Desna. We'll see. We'll see if you need it. Because right now, I need everyone to roll for initiative. Oh boy. And I'm going to just use Jolstina's deception check. Of course. Ah, right where I want to be. All right. The Grey Maidens turn to us. Damn, girl, you shit with that ass. <laughs> Do we have a do we have a crass grave in No, no, I was just <laughs> no, tiny, favorable, and just, unassuming. Just a minor callback. Don't worry, this version of Justina is placid. Beck, what you got? I got a thirteen. Oh, you got a thirty on mine. Oh, if only you keep <laughs> be, it. Be great. Okay, how about Sylvie? Twenty-one. Mir. I got a twenty with a six on the die. How about Diego? 16. Okay. Well, to no one's surprise, uh, Jolstina with that 35 deception is the first to act. She is going to move 60 feet down this alleyway, duck behind something, and hide. Bye. Goodbye. Let me uh, go ahead and roll a stealth for that hide. There we go. 37 against perception DCs. She gone. She gone. <laughs> yeah, even before you rolled that, my first note of the session was, Jolstina escapes. <laughs> Jolstina escapes. It happens. Okay. Next in the order is the favorable Grey Maiden. Um, she's going to shout out to the group of you, you there! Assaulting a Grey Maiden is punishable by death under the Queen's orders! And she's going to, uh, I think, oof, I think Diego looks like the most intimidating to her, so she's going to shout that, but it's kind of directed at Diego in order to demoralize him. So I'm going to attempt an intimidate here. However, with a four on the die, uh, that won't intimidate Diego. Uh, does intimidate have a crit fail condition? I don't nope, think it does. So She just can't do it again to you for however long. Um, she's going to do the same to, uh, to Vec, I think. She's going to try and intimidate Vec. Um, uh, 24 against your will, DC. Oh, yeah, that is... It looks like a crit success, right? That's... 10 over. No. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, no, 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 no. It's, it's 10 plus. Yeah. So it's, 10 it's, plus it's just is regular. the DC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that 
So you're frightened one. Mm-hmm. And then she's just going to step up to be like shoulder to shoulder with the one that you guys actually hit. It's Sylvie's turn. Sylvie is not the best person to talk her way out of a situation. So she will delay until someone in the party starts speaking to these gray maidens. Sounds good. Mir, you're up now. And Mir is going to hopefully use her half-orc overlooked mastermind and she's going to call out, I've got no idea what you're talking about. We just saw that that rock go flying at you. I, I have no idea how that could have even happened. Did, did it come off of one of these buildings? Are you okay? Can we help you? Okay, that will be a deception check. Okay. I believe that's against my perception, DC. When you, when you, yeah, so the... But the DC will be too lower because you're a dumb half-orc, right? Correct. It's a sense motive against my deception DC. Oh, I guess I would roll a deception. You're making a deception. So that's why it works on both ends, right? If okay. you're deceiving and I'm trying to sense motive on you, my role is too worse to figure that out. Your role is too better to do a deception against my perception DC. Yep, I hear you. All right. So I've got a plus 11 of this, and hopefully I roll well. And I did with a 19, so that's a 30 deception. 30 deception against my perception DC is a success. I assume you're doing that to the one that is, that that like was hit by the the, uh, rock. So um, she she looks at you. um, Well, I just, I thought I felt it come from your direction. You didn't see anyone behind you throw it. I didn't. I didn't see anyone. But uh, I mean, I could have just overlooked it. I guess I, I wasn't exactly looking at you guys. I'm. I'm sorry. Uh, do, do you need any help with anything? Are you adept at healing in any way? I. I did get my bell rung quite a bit by that piece of debris. I am. I'm. I'm a naturalist healer, though. So it may look a little unorthodox, but I, I'm definitely a healer. All right. Well, you still have um, two actions. Okay. Mir is going to walk up. Which one is it? This one right in the middle. Okay. Well, so she can't get, she can only go to, she'd have to move twice to get up there. It's 35 feet away. So she will walk up and she's like, all right, uh, I'll start getting to work uh, to, to help your head out there. And that's it. Cause she did the deception and then walked twice. Okay. So it is the tiny gray maiden um, that was hit by the rocks turn. She's going to uh, sheath her weapon and then she's going to seek on you. Yeah. Basically to sense your motive now. Okay. Um, I'm legitimately going to heal her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Kitty scratches. Natural one. Ooh. <laughs> she trusts you implicitly at this point. Um, and then with her final action, she'll just turn to the other two. Uh, just check check the group of them. Make sure they're uh, they're on the up and up and, and let them pass. If they're willing to help us find who threw the piece of debris, fine. Uh, otherwise, maybe it did come off of a roof. And so next, the unassuming Grey Maiden would move up 30 feet to Vec. 
Sir, do you consent to search? Of course, I've got nothing to hide. Uh, she's going to seek on you. And, you know, with a 16, like, you know, she's going to look you up and down. She might even, like, pat your side, but uh, you don't have rocks on you to, like, <laughs> that you, like, threw at her. And more importantly, she doesn't notice the, like, chunk of missing cobblestone behind you with that 16. Anybody want to carefully sidestep into the hole? And so with her final action, she turns back to the other two Grey Maidens, uh, sheathing her sword as she does so. Uh, This one seems fine, and he would have been the most likely to throw it. Well, what does that mean? I'm sorry, you're in the front of the group is all I meant. Thought you meant I look suspicious. Not trying to stir up any trouble. I have no idea where they all came from either. Um, and so I will say I'll let Diego and Vec act if they want to. So Diego, you're up if you want to, or I mean Sylvie delayed as well. If if either of the three of you want to do anything to like, especially conceal this, you certainly could. Sylvie has pressed a digitation, which is two actions. It would look really crude. But I think she could make a a brick appear kind of covered in that in the hole, correct? I guess I would have to cast You'd be visibly casting. Yeah, you'd be visibly too. casting. Probably not worth it. Yeah. I think Diego would just, you know, looking like he's moving around, kind of move over to that area and like dance somewhat over the the hole. I mean, you could honestly, like, as a show of hey, we're here to comply, just like put your maul down. Yeah, he'll put his the maul. The, the head of the maul will cover the hole. He'll plop it down. And then Vec is like, he's one-on-one with this gray maiden and he's just like running his mouth. Like, oh, you, uh, what are you doing here? You, you're looking for people with the plague? Uh, and it just like, it like ceaseless stream of inane <laughs> stuff just to like keep her keep distracted her and yeah. talking and like not looking around. <laughs> Talking about the weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many people you found in an alley versus not. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna say you guys you guys have successfully kind of calmed the situation down. Sylvie, you noticed something. Uh, there is not a weight on your shoulder that is familiarly there. You think Sazzy might have taken it upon himself to follow your fleeing Oh, thank God. Oh, she is not wanting to play anything off, but in kind of miming, looking around, you know, see who may be through the stone. She looks back at the way um, that Jostina escaped and smiles and then turns back to the to the Grey Maidens. Well, I don't want to take 10 minutes to heal her, so I'm going to use a battle medicine on her because it's not like I'm going to see her again. We're never going to see her again. So <laughs> I thought you might do, so go ahead and give me that battle medicine check. Okay. Uh, you're not doing risky surgery, are you? No. You can't do... Can you do those combined? It's not that possible. All right. Well, I got a 27, so certainly healed. Yeah, she heals all the way up. She she kind of says, wow, you're quite good at that. You, you know, you and your... Friend with the um, with the half white hair over there may want to think of joining up. We could use women like you. You seem quite strong. I appreciate that. Actually, how, how do you how how do you feel about pets, though? Uh, as I said, I'm a naturalist healer, so <laughs> uh, we're not allowed to have pets in the Gray Maidens. That's unfortunate. I I don't know if I can join them because can't leave Figgy Figgy. Uh, helps me half the time get these kind of herbs and things that I need for healing. 
Uh, well, maybe you can serve the queen some other way. Um, but thank you for for your assistance here. I do apologize for um, for turning on you and your friends. Just the the stone that hit me seemed to come from your direction, and you were all walking in a big group. I just assumed one of you threw it. I understand how you might think that. We walk in a group like that to protect Figgy, actually. He's a little, and they'll just step right on him. Ah, and he couldn't have thrown it, could he? He's got little badger fingers. Can't even. Yes. He can't throw. No opposable thumbs. No. How does he collect herbs? Then? Ah, he uses his mouth, actually. Can he throw with his mouth? <laughs> no. He's mostly a chomper. Ah, chomp, chomp. Okay. And you've never seen him throw with his mouth? I've never seen it. She looks over, <laughs> cuts eyes at Figgy. Figgy's just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the, the group of you are free to move along. Uh, again, apologies, citizens. It's uh, it's our, our, our mistake trying to, um, you know, start a fight when one clearly wasn't warranted. Um, but I appreciate that apology. Keep the city safe. Thank you. We'll continue to try. Uh, notify your nearest Grey Maidens if you... If you run into anyone sick, we'll make sure they get taken taken care of. Absolutely. Uh, if, if there are no Grey Maidens available, do you all know the directions to the uh, hospice of the Blessed Maiden, where the sick are being uh, treated? You know, I don't think I do. Can you give us some good directions on where? Oh, it's um, it's actually not far from here. If, if our patrol passes by, if you'd like to walk if, if you'd like to, you know, accompany us, we can walk you right there or right past it. It's on the, um, it's on the docks, uh, just in, in, in Midland on the, on the eastern side. It was, uh, once the, um, uh, a warehouse, uh, that the, uh, the Arcona family owned, but they, uh, they sold it to the Crown, um, some time ago. I appreciate that offer, but I think actually... Uh, we've got some plans to go to the stores, so... Ah, of course. Uh, well, um, she, she like, quickly pulls out, like, a quill and a... And a she gonna give me her number? Ten. Uh, well, she... She does... She, she gives you, like, her name, like, who she is, and, uh-huh. and directions to the, to the hospice. Um, and, uh, you know, me and these girls patrol this part of Midland, so if you ever run into any trouble, uh, feel free... Uh, I'm Dolores, your local Grey Maiden captain, so, um, you know, try to appreciate you keeping the peace and all that. Thanks, Dolores. It's good to know I've got someone I can trust in this area. Mary's just trying to get her to be like, yeah, they're fine, and also, we're good to go. (laughs) She's like, I'll agree with anything you say, I'm gonna compliment you, things are good. Um... She would pause for a second before she leaves. What did you say your name was? Shit. Uh, my name's Mir. Mir. Hopefully this isn't a problem. Uh, did, did you happen to have a sick mother? I've actually been looking for her. Is she sick? I just... I don't run into too many orcs or half-orcs in the city. I, know, I recognized a, an orc woman that looked kind of like you. That was escorted to the the hospice. I assumed you would know if if your mo- your own mother was sick. Hopefully she's being treated. She'll probably be fine and on the mend soon. Actually, she was at work last I knew, so I, I haven't been able to check in with her. I've, I've been missing her dearly, but she was. Her and I both live on Old Corvosa, so 
It's been a little bit hard to get in contact with her, but she works on this side. She must have been on this side before the quarantine, as as were you, I assume. Yes. Oh, it's a shame, uh, everyone that's been displaced. It's difficult. I hope you've been able to find a place to stay. Yes, luck- luckily, uh, Sylvie here has been letting us stay at her place. Ah, good. Well, um, stay well. Take your anti-plagues. Um, stay away from sick people. And hopefully, you know, if, I, if I'm in the area, I'll, I'll keep an eye out to see if your mother, um, she exits the hospice. I don't have any... I'm on street patrol, so I don't have any um, duty inside the hospice, but some of my sisters do, so I could ask. Thanks, Dolores. I think I'll go get some anti-plague and head over to the hospice area, see if I can get a status update on my mom. Of course. Well, if there's nothing else from from the group of you, um, we'll be on our way. Uh, Enjoy your shopping trip and and be well. And she would lead the other two women uh, down the street. And they'd get out of your hair. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Sylvie quickly gathers the party together as the Grey Maidens walk out of earshot. There was a beautiful way of talking out of the situation, but we are not in the clear yet that uh, Justina is on the loose. But we, what? we have someone already tracking. Well, what do you mean by that? She's, she's gone. I didn't even see her leave. I thought she was still here. <laughs> I did not see her leave either, but someone did because I do not have my friend Sazi. He must have gone to track her. There is no other explanation. Well, it will be interesting to hear what he has to say when he returns. Should we not try to, like, follow? If we can find him, we will find her. That way she cannot move. Do you've got the ability to, like, sense where he's at, or are we just gonna go by luck? I do not have a good way of knowing where he is at, but he could not be, if he is not hiding, we could see him easier than Rostina. She is quite tricky. So you know he left you invisible, like he often stays. So what are you suggesting, Sylvie? Do we wait for him to return? Do we go where we might expect him to rendezvous with us. I, I don't know. What do you think he would do? Hmm. I mean, he knows where you live slash where we're staying. He's probably not going to assume we're just going to stand here at this crossroads. He might just meet us back. He knows we're going to stay the night at your, your, your folks' place. That is true. If only we had a direction of the way that she went. Perhaps we pick up supplies and travel back to your house to await his return and then plan from there. I think that's as good a plan as any. So I guess we start heading. I am on board with this plan. Right. Shopping trip? Shopping trip? Yes. Okay. Well, what are you guys interested in buying? I would like to... Hmm... I don't want to buy something. I want to, I guess I want to buy a service as well as some, a few somethings, but I would like to buy a service. Okay. I would like some specific orc style scarification. Oh. Tattoos? Uh-huh. I think the dude from Slicing Dicers got you covered. Not an orc. Nah, it's orc stuff. He, he seems like someone who would get their culture. 
No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, orcish scarification. <sighs> well, I'd need like a... I feel like I'd need a society check from you to know like where to go. Or a lore underworld check? I don't know that like tattoos are necessarily underworld. But, you know, to find not only a kind of like tattoo artist, but also like an orc. Yeah, it's it's not tattoos. Like, it's not like I need to find like the ink. It's like specifically an orc. That's why I said scarification. It's it's actually like a, it's... Right, they do the same thing in tattoo shops. Okay, just checking. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I have no society. I, so what's the, how do I do that? Do I just ask Sylvie to do this or... Because you said from me. Probably. Okay. I think Sylvie would know even less about orc culture in the city, though. She would be more knowledgeable about uh, noble society. <laughs> so. All right, then, Sylvie, where do nobles say not to go? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Nobles <laughs> hate orcs. Where would they avoid? <laughs> All right. She thinks on that for a second. Where would a noble walk by a shop and then purposefully go to the other side of the street <laughs> instead of walking in front of that shop. <laughs> Sylvie thinks back to uh, every time she's been in like a school group or, you know, with with some relatives and she thinks about where they avoid uh, going or, you know, going late at night with a 27. Yeah. Um... You're not particularly knowledgeable in tattoo shops, uh, unfortunately, but you do think that if anyone's going to know, it's probably going to be old Hooktooth from the Pinking Shears. You jerk. <laughs> okay. I'll swallow my pride and go talk to him. You can go talk to old Hooktooth? Yes, I am. All You're right. forcing my hand. <laughs> So on uh, on Idris walk, you make your way to uh, to the Pinking Shears, often known as the most skilled barber in the city. Best barber shop, shop in town, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Watch it. Griff's scrambling to pull up this level five boss or uh, this book five boss. Book five boss <laughs> yeah. um, and and you uh, you open the door. The bell rings and you see this kind of like you know six foot four like fairly broad uh, half orc he is a half orc and he you know he's got his hair in kind of like kind of like a, a ponytail with, with a couple of braids but it's you know nowhere near as long as like your hair for instance but he turns to you uh, you see like his namesake, like he's got like one snaggle tooth out the side, and he knows you. I mean, he's, oh, Amir, what are you doing in the pink and cheese? It's uh, great to see you. How are you? How's the mom? I'm doing okay, hook tooth, but uh, my mom's not doing so hot. What's what's wrong with your mom? I'm pretty sure she was kidnapped, so we're just picking up some supplies. To what do you need at an old barber shop like me? Well, I need specifically to know where I could go get some of the orc-related tattoos and scars in order to improve some performance in battle. <laughs> the old traditional scars, yeah, yeah. 
Well, you should know as well as I that, uh, you know, us barbers are trained in those arts. Why do you think we do risky surgeries and that kind of thing? I love so much that all of the hostility is one way. It's 100% <laughs> one way. <laughs> He's so nice. Mir is not be, at all a threat to him. <laughs> I'll be honored to do that for you, Mir. You know, it's something to pass down from our ancestors. It's a, it's a, I'll figure it would look great on you, you know? But, um, you know, I just need you to sit down for a while. I gotta actually get, um, you know, I gotta get get the my special knives sharpened. So if you want to sit down while I sharpen those, and we can have a chat, I, I'd love to do that for you. All right, that sounds good. Um, I'm specifically looking for the eye scars. Right, right. The um ones that help you see further. Aye, those ones. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Also help me pick out the blood faster. Yeah, you see the blood in the dark. My my, uh, my granddad had those. He was a great warrior for, um, uh, well, he, he, uh, he was out in the, um, over by the mine spins was where he lived. Yeah, I, I, I could replicate those, I think. I've, I've seen them before. Um, now, why has it been such a long time since you come got your hair cut here? You been doing it yourself? I mean, it looks great. Are you telling me he doesn't even know? <laughs> you monster. That hurts. <laughs> He's leagues above other shops. You're not even on his radar. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, I've got my own shop uh, over in Old Corvosa, but right now it's uh, under quarantine, so <laughs> I happen to be on this side. That's so good to hear. The Orc Blood's corner of the barber market in Corvosa, isn't it? That's pretty fun. What do you specialize in? What kind of, what kind of hair you like to cut? Basically anyone who's willing to give me business. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. You eventually but, get to the level where you're appointment only, you know. Then you get to be a little choosy. I hear ya. I was also doing a lot of help and support work. Um, you know, I'm quite the healer myself. Yeah. Well, this guy's yeah, charity. It's, it's up to a barber to help their community. You know, they come to they come to the shop. They, you know, with all their nicks and cuts and bruises, and you know, we can. We can always help him out. Mir's gonna be kind of be like, "Yep, are, are, like." I mean, all, just, this whole time you can see you're I know. Sharp, he's sharpening his knives. She's like, just like settled in and accepted the fact that this is about to be a very long time for her. <laughs> like, it's not really, but you look quite uncomfortable, Mir. Why don't you relax? I can get you a hot towel or something. You know, a hard stiff drink. You need something like that. I wouldn't mind that, actually. Uh, again, I'm real stressed out about my mom. I, I'm trying to get this so that I can go help her and save her. So I'm a little anxious here on the timing. All right, right. Uh, let me uh, let me be as quick as possible then, you know. We've got to make sure we get these cuts right so they scar. And so he, you know, he finishes up. He, well, he gets you your, your hot towel, your stiff drink. And, and then he, you know, finishes sharpening up his stuff. And he's like, all right, you know, this is going to hurt. Quite a bit more than your average haircut, you know? Uh, I would think so. Yeah. You're cutting into my skin well, right now. I just want you to be prepared. You know, us half-orcs are a little more delicate than our, you know, than our full-blooded parents. So, uh, you know, these procedures are meant to be done on more on tribe members. And, uh, you know, it's just it's going to hurt a bit is all I'm saying. I appreciate the warning, but at this point, 
I'm, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to help me go save my mom. But these kidnappers, I don't think that they're going to let her go without some significant fight. Uh, all right, well. Okay, then. Uh, here, I've got a clean piece of leather for you to bite down on. You might need it. These are going to have to be a bit jagged again to get the scar. Here we go. And he, you know, starts cutting in like the the slashes underneath your eye. Uh, he kind of it's like it's like two kind of almost semicircular gouges underneath each of your eyes. Um, and he like irritates them a bit in order to make sure that they scar. God, that's like the worst. Like he had to pick. He picked the ugliest looking scar. It's tradition. It's what they look Heavier like. Heavier eye bags. <laughs> well, it's not. It's like on oh. your cheek. It's like you know. Oh, okay. It's not like directly under your eye. So is it like half moons? Yeah, it's like two half moons under your under gotcha. each eye. Okay, that that makes me feel better. I was like, dang, he just dug into my eye bags. <laughs> you look tired. Let's let's add to it. Double it and give it. And he kind of like you know he spends some time dabbing the blood like much like a risky surgery which you're used to doing and like it certainly deals damage to you but he's able to heal you up uh fairly adeptly um and he he passes you a mirror he kind of says now listen you know these are fresh it's gonna look quite a bit different once they heal up but i should should give you all the benefits you're looking for that's fantastic uh i'm i really do appreciate this sorry i was a little nervous at the beginning but I appreciate this and maybe in the future I'll come through for some more right right there's no need to be a stranger it's always it's always a pleasure to have you tell I hope you find your mom tell her uh, tell I said hey or two said hey and you know feel free to come by whenever you want or if you just want to talk about work tricks of the trade I'm here to talk you know I'm not too busy <laughs> That's very kind of you. Right now, though, I don't really have anything because all of old Corvosa is under quarantine. So maybe later when my shop's back to being open. Right. Yeah. Shame. Shame that all happened. But, uh, you know, you'll get back on your feet. Uh, I I know you will. You're tenacious. Maybe you can come visit my shop, uh, you know, when things are no longer under quarantine. Oh, I'd love to check it out. Uh, Just let me know where it is. Oh, you know, once things are... Back to normal, uh, yeah. I'll check out. Uh, see how you got all your chairs set up and everything. Uh, check out your back room. Make sure you got all the right herbs. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mir- mirror's a little softer towards him. <laughs> it's hard when you're so nice. Well, get going. You know, your mom's... You, you, don't, want, you don't want to be waiting on you. But it's good seeing you. All right. I'll let her know that you said hi when I finally rescue her. See ya. <laughs> And she heads out, uh, and immediately is thinking, do I just heal this and get over this? Because she's going to be itchy and, like, painful for a while. Yeah. Oh, she also pays him 100 gold, I think is how much it is. Sure. It's like it's like all day's worth of haircuts for him. Yeah, like, he probably made a significant amount of money. What about the rest of you? Anyone buy anything interesting? Sylvie has uh, a backup weapon to sell and there is something she wants to buy using a little bit of that 
money. She noticed the Grey Maidens really command attention, and those helmets were quite helpful to protect from the blow uh, of that stone. So she's looking for a tactician's helm. Okay. Ooh. Along with a, a few consumables. Well, um, I think you'd probably be, you know, you're looking for a helm, but uh, the Highbridge Haberdashery definitely, you know, specializes in headwear. They probably have a couple of armored headwares uh, that you could find there. Um, so you could head there or you could, you know, um, you could try and find like another armory shop. But the Haberdashery likely has that helm. You'd probably want to sell the sword at like the slicing dicers or whatever um i assume you're selling that and like the runes attached to it the plus one kukri sure yeah mira would probably have handed you her old longbow to go sell the runes off of that oh sure that wasn't striking was it i actually i was looking it's so it says in my uh description that it's a it's actually is striking so you may want to get the striking transferred to your hand wraps, if that's something that was interesting to you, yes, Emily. That would um, be. I know we had a couple runes to like move around. Um, yeah, I believe it's plus one striking. Now, it didn't say it for some reason like my other ones did, which is what confused me. I but think everyone if I had go a striking in... but Steve. Yeah. Yeah, and I just don't need one. But I wanted to sell that so that I can have some uh, a little bit more funds to get a potion patch as well as some potions, but I should have plenty if I just sell like the plus one in the longbow and Yeah, you're you're fine. You guys you guys have a ton of other, you know, miscellaneous gold shit too. Uh, so sure, yeah, uh, you you take, you know, both of those, sell them off. Um I assume you guys have accounted for the gold for those in your calculations for buying stuff or whatever or we'll just add that to your sheet. But yeah, uh, you, you head to the haberdashery. You see the most behatted man on the planet, probably, as the uh, as the proprietor of the shop. He has, like, an Abe Lincoln hat a, atop an Abe Lincoln hat. He's like a wedding cake. And he, uh, he just kind of uh, looks at you. Oh, hatless in my shop? <laughs> no. <laughs> man wears many hats I, I can tell that uh, that is why I am here I am in need of a good elm ah yes uh, what type of elm are you looking for I would like something that is able to help me in battle something that uh, gives me the wisdom of someone who has maybe gone through this some more like a tactician Ah, yes. I have several hats that were worn by tacticians who previously died. Dubious to know how good of tacticians they were if they didn't make it. (laughs) Am I right? But you'll be mad as a hatter once you put it on. (laughs) I will see. Emily, run. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. Uh, Can I check to make sure this is not a cursed item before I put it on? (laughs) Yeah. Ah, drawing from some rain of winter wisdom. I am nervous. Oh, what kind of check would that be? Uh, that would be, I believe it's a magical tradition check. All right. For curses, yes. 
going with the Arcana then. That is a 23. <laughs> Are you searching that for a curse? <laughs> oh no, my dear. The only thing you'll be cursed with is good taste. <laughs> that is something I can live with. Are you actually hatless? Because I thought you said the ha- you had the hat of the mat. She uh, does magi. have the hat of the magi on, so she will have to remove that to put on gotcha. the helm. Just wear a hat on a hat like I do. <laughs> we were talking about book five bosses. This is one of them. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this cartoon character. <laughs> you could be a woman of many hats. <laughs> I need to study to learn how to utilize so many uh, wonderful items such as that. I am not that skilled. Well, uh, let me ring you up. And he pulls like a notepad out from <laughs> under his hat. Which hat? <laughs> under his one? under his bottom hat. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and and he you know he he writes the stuff down, hands you an invoice. Uh, she takes it and gives him the gold required, a hundred and. And he takes he takes the gold and puts it under the top hat. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Transaction complete. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Had a nice day, dear. (laughs) Sylvie slowly backs out of the shop without taking her eyes off the shopkeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everyone seems to have a dash right out of here. (laughs) Strange. Okay, Sylvie's got a hat. Uh, Anyone else buying anything cool? Damn, yeah, no cap. That was crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think while everybody else is shopping, that kind of mutters to himself like, oh, seems like none of them have been poor for a long time. And he's like holding on to his gold. He's not buying anything particularly expensive, but he is going to like swing by maybe like a little like whatever the Corvosa analog is to like a New York City hot dog cart or something is to like grab lunch. And as he's like talking to whoever's working the stand, he sees, oh, you know what? I haven't had one of those in a while. And uh, I, I, you know, feeling a little bit thirsty myself. And he's eyeing a uh, Coca Corvosa, <laughs> which is a Bravo's Brew uh, Lesser. So he's going to grab one of them and uh, just hold on to it for now because that'll give you a a bonus to will saves for a while. And when he needs it, he's going to have that. But I think basically he just like gets lunch and hangs out. And I don't know, just take some time after the last few days of horrific combats and near death experiences. Like he legitimately died today. Like a couple hours ago, he had an arrow through the neck that put him under. So He just kind of has one of those like morose solo lunches where you're like, you know, this is a fantasy settings, obviously, right? It's Mm. like this is one of those where you just be like sitting by yourself in a booth, like looking at your phone. Obviously, he doesn't like have a phone, but he's just like kind of quiet and and eaten and just reflecting kind of. Sure. My brother in Aridin, you are losing your purchasing power to inflation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. The economy. <laughs> Just isn't what it was a week ago. No. Well, hopefully inflation doesn't go up too high because I uh, need the power of the gold to stay 
to purchase higher level wands and staves. Well, yeah, luckily it's a it's a gold backed dollar. Yeah, thank God. Wow. Chris, is Diego getting anything? Diego thinks to himself, hmm. I've heard rumors about the treasure being shipped in from distant vaults. I would love to acquire some of those treasure vaults. He is on the hunt for some alchemical apparatuses, apparati, and items. I think your first thought would be, you know that Eerie's Yellow Eyes has an alchemy shop, and she's very friendly towards you and the party, so she might be, if not the one to sell you it, at least the person to point you in the right direction. Wonderful. He heads there post-haste. And uh, she, uh, you know, with her the kind of like old cataracty eyes uh, looks up at you as you approach. Oh, uh, it's. I'm sorry. It's a bit scary to see just the cat when you're a mouse. <laughs> you have nothing to fear from this cat, my dear rat. Uh, would you mind uh, taking the uh, all of the the anti plagues for today uh, to to your friends? I I saved them for. A group of you, but you hadn't uh, hadn't swung by today, so. Of course, I have plenty of free carrying capacity. Perfect. Is there something I can do to help you, Diego? Uh, yes, there is. I I have heard I've heard some rumors that there is a there is a caller, which at the right moment in time can inject mutagens directly into the wielder's body. I would like to I would like to acquire that and also several mutagens. Oh, um, what kind of mutagens are you looking for? I have the collar, rat for very trendy for uh, for wear rats uh, to wear collars. I'm sure maybe the same in cat folk. I believe so. I know ca- many cats wear collars in this city. Yes, I will become one of them. So I do have the collar. There are. In addition to the collar, there are fury cocktails I'm interested in acquiring. I don't know if you know the recipe, but there are a few I'm interested in. There is a titanic cocktail that could be useful to me in battle, as well as some skeptical ones in case I fight someone with magic powers greater than mine. Let me see. Kids these days are drinking the blackout rage gallons. (laughs) Blackout rage cocktails. (laughs) Behind the scenes, I am also uh, I'm interested in taking the energizing rune off my mall and selling it because that really hasn't come into play, and it's a lot of gold that I can put towards better things. Okay, so the fury cocktail she's got. Let me. What were the other ones? Titanic. So the fury cocktail has a couple different variants that you can you can choose when they're brewed. There's, there are six different variants. The two I'm interested in are the Skeptical and the Titanic. Ah, okay, I see that. That's fine. The Skeptical gives you a plus one item bonus to saves against magic for the lesser version. But the Titanic, the Titanic one when ingested, if you're medium or smaller, makes you large and extends your reach by five feet, but also makes you clumsy. Ah, uh, well, it just so happens I, I know how to create these mutagens. <laughs> Because you and your friends have helped us so much, I'm I'm willing to use a few of my batches tomorrow morning to make them for you, and I, I'll sell them to you at cost. Oh, that is a a very generous uh, offer. 
that I will absolutely accept. Uh, tomorrow I'd be able to make you uh, two of each. And um, beyond that, I, I just need another day to to create more. Fantastic. That's that's more than I was hoping to pick up. That's extremely, extre- an extremely good deal for me. I appreciate that. Well, it would be um, 30 gold tomorrow morning if you swing by. And of you can course. Have, uh, two of each. Wonderful. So I am going to, I'll pay for the caller, 133 gold. And then... Tomorrow, I will drop 30 gold on four total mutagens. Ironic. The cat man wears a collar. Yes. Hello, kitty collar. (laughs) Okay. So you guys get some shopping done. Is there anything else you want to do today? Or are you heading back to um, Sylvie's place to rest and reconvene? Uh, If Sassy comes back with some information tonight. I think we could see what information he has and maybe discuss if it's worth trying to follow a lead. Agreed, uh, because otherwise, like, realistically, right, I want to immediately go to the hospice. You, you know what I could do? And maybe this is a little retroactive. I, I still think I, I want to hold on to the fact that, like, Vectus has, like, depressing lunch thing. But I think, like, when he ramps up, He's going to ask around about the hospice. Can I do a little gather information while everyone's wrapping up their um, yep. mm-hmm. uh, their, their shopping? Just to see if I can find anything out before we go in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not great. That's just a dirty 20. Uh, dirty 20 is enough. Like, if you have a specific question you want me to try and answer, I maybe can. I could give you some generalities. I think you would just ask for generalities. Yeah, so I think the the big thing to note is that those that have observed the hospice a lot have seen people go in, and there's like a waiting area mm-hmm. uh, for people to be admitted. Um, however, neither many living people nor many corpses leave the facility. Gotcha. Oh, corpses don't leave. They're maybe repurposed. All right. That's kind of what I suspected, but that is what I was fishing for. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we all rendezvous back at House Four Dice. Sure. With the wine that we've uh, acquired. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Vect didn't drink it all during his lonely lunch. <laughs> well, I had two bottles, which was enough for me. And I think that we had, that means we have six <laughs> left to give to them. <laughs> So yeah, you uh, you bring these bottle of w- bottles of wine back to uh, Sylvie's house, and her aunt and uncle are you know are in high spirits uh, with with the with the gift. They thank you uh, profusely when you guys kind of have dinner, uh, and sometime after dinner, Sylvie, you're kind of like sitting in the in the like living room area in a. One of your family's like big fluffy armchairs uh, by the window, and you do hear just this like tap, 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 tap on the window. Uh, you don't see anything. Sylvie stands up and says, I think it would be good to get a little fresh air in here this evening. And she opens up the window. And you just hear like a flutter as uh, something flies under. And, uh, and then you feel the familiar weight on your shoulder. As, as he returns. So, uh, I managed to 
track down that uh, Justina woman. Yeah, she she created quite the scene for you guys, but I'm usually not paying attention to what the hell you guys are interested in because, uh, you know, I'm invisible on your shoulder all the time. Uh, so I'm usually looking behind you, honestly. But she she went down that, that alleyway behind you all while you were dealing with the uh, the Grey Maidens, and I figured I may as well just follow her invisible just to see where she went. Um, that uh, that hospice place, that's where she went. Oh. Uh, she, she went inside the building, and uh, she left the door wide open, so I followed her in. Uh, I didn't want to get in too deep, but uh, because I was invisible, I managed to get past at least the front desk. And again, I didn't follow where, exactly where she went, but that, I mean, that first floor, that, that hospice is just wall-to-wall beds of sick people like a hundred of them or more in beds that are just like pushed up against each other and they got those plague mask wearing guys and the the gray maidens they're all just patrolling that first floor room um the only thing i can say is i recognized he came down to talk to the front desk lady that uh what did he call himself when we met him at at uh sil volchnik uh uh, Dr. Devilus, it was that guy. It was the guy, the, the like, the Queen's doctor, like the main doctor guy. He was there, and he had an office there. It was he, he went up the stairs to the second floor. But there was another thing I overheard. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see where Jostina went, but I think I know, because, uh, like, three people died while I was in the room. And they just carted them down to, like, over to this room. And when I peeked in, it was like... It was like a some kind of lift. They put the bodies on, and it went down. That's... Haley was right about the underground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. I had to get out of there after that because, you know, there's no way I was going underground without you guys. And I wasn't about to go test what kind of abilities that Dr. Devilus has. You know, my invisibility only served me so far. I had to wait till somebody went through the curtain between the front entrance and the back just to get through it. So I didn't make a, there's like no windows in there. That's unfortunately consistent with what I've heard. The people are saying that folks are going in, but they're not coming out. And I'm, I, I don't mean that they're dying and coming out as, as corpses. Nothing's coming out. So they're going down. It supports what you're saying, Zazzy. I, I don't know how you guys are going to, like, there's no windows, and by that I mean there's no doors but the front door either. So I don't know how you guys are going to get in without a fight. I mean, in, unless, you're, unless you're sick, right? They seem to be admitting sick people, but... Mm. Well, don't we have a disguise kit? Or the gang contracts blood veil. <laughs> <laughs> Been <No>. there. <laughs> yeah, I think the disguise kit might not be a bad call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, good. Yeah. Or we make sure we all have an invisibility potion, and we just invisible walk through. We've got four, so as long as somebody puts a uh, figgy under their shirt, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that can be managed. I guess it's just a roving badger. <laughs> <laughs> a badger comes flying into the hospice. There is. There's a spell called Invisibility Sphere that's a third level spell, Arcana Cult. We pick up a scroll of that for 10 minutes 
as long as we're within the uh, the sphere, we could we could navigate. We could all be invisible. The sphere is mobile. Yes, it, it walks with uh, it's a ten foot emanation on someone. That's clever. An an option, not necessarily the mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. One of the options. Yeah. Well, Sazzy, th- thank you for taking it upon yourself to chase Mr. Spiria down. This is incredible information. I seem to remember this morning when we were at the manor, you saying flying up to the window was the one big thing that you were going to do today for us. Seems like you're getting a little sweet on us, I would say. Got him. And we're getting sweet <laughs> on you too. Friggin' got him. <laughs> well, just to sweeten the pot, the only other thing I would say is that you know, I was listening to the entire interrogation with Miss Suspirio, and she clearly lied to you about not knowing where Rolf is, I'm- if that's where she immediately went back. So I just wonder what else she lied to you about. Mm. She was clearly pretty confident she was going to get away from you. This has made me more concerned about my mother, because that is one thing she did say is like, your mom's fine right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is no telling what she was being truthful about. I fear we may have to find out for ourselves when we go there. This is wonderful information for us to have so we can be as successful as possible. We must have a strong plan to make it out of this alive. Yeah, here's to keeping you alive, kid. I'm worried tomorrow's going to be a really rough one. We should make sure we get some good sleep tonight. Yeah, I agree. It's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. Don't seem to rain in this town. It's just always bloody torrential. And it's going to be worse tomorrow. The group of you head to sleep. Maybe prepared or as prepared as you're going to be to face the hospice tomorrow. I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Oh, Oh, man. Health care. Health (laughs) care. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.